Welcome to Sharing My Truth with Mel and Susie, the uncensored version, where we bear it all. We do. <laughs> Everyone, welcome back. Welcome back to Sharing My Truth. I'm Susie. And I'm Mel. And we are here again talking to you guys on a hump day Wednesday. We definitely are. It's very exciting and it's very fun and it's stunning weather today. The <laughs> weather's incredible. Yeah, the weather's amazing. It's incredible. It's 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 not good for the planet, but it is good for the, you know. I don't know. Maybe uh, Maybe the plants like it. Plants are important. I like it. We're sort of plants, aren't we? We are absolutely plants. We are actually little house plants. House plants. <laughs> house plants. <laughs> house plants that you just have to water and sunbathe. Yeah. And yeah, I do hate the snow element of winter in North America or the Toronto element. And I thank my lucky stars every day that I don't live in Alberta. Yeah, and that's fuck sorry me too. To anybody who no, lives in hell no. My parents think, live there. It's an absolute think it nightmare. Why do you think I never visit them? Oh, dear. It's Poor not my fault. They don't visit me either. Mm. <laughs> right. Well, that's a subject for another day, isn't it, <laughs> It might be, yeah. Um, anyway. Yes. Well, Why are uh, we here today? We are here because we're going to talk about a little something that I like to call excitement. Excitement. And you know what excites me? Really? What? <sighs> Life. Really? That's good. Yeah. I find that I am one of the most enthusiastic people I know. I think you are. I think you're one of the most enthusiastic people I know. I, I just don't understand pe- when people are in bad boots. Because I'm like, really? I mean, like, obviously, there's a lot of shit in the world to be upset about. And I'm not, you know, I try not to be naive or ignorant to any problems of the world. But problems are always happening in the world. Always. There's always absolutely something horrible going on. It doesn't matter what time period you live in. Yeah. In the future, there's going to be horrible things, there's and the news stuff. media doesn't fucking help. No. But there's always something to be happy about, too. That's very true, and I think that's you're to be commended for that because I think too many people know, but it is a human yeah. condition. Yeah, that we always remember the things that we did badly over the things we did well. We all re- always remember weaknesses rather than strengths. We always go to the negative before the positive. Well, and also because of COVID, like we're having a mental health crisis. Yeah, completely. so you know, people are trying to get. Trying to get their um, what are the what do you Brits call? What do jollies. you say? Yeah, you're trying to get jollies out, you know, and in so many more different ways than ever before. Like 100%. obviously social media, which has never existed, you know, which is a very new thing, and they're not going outside enough and finding natural ways for enjoyment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're talking sort of. We're going to share with you one of our listeners who who sent their their story about this and they're talking about addicted to excitement in terms of affairs mm-hmm. but i think it's generically across everything that excitement i think life can be for the whole most of life is quite mundane and <laughs> if you quite, make it mundane yeah for sure i don't mind the mandate yeah. i'm not somebody like i'm quite happy uh when i'm having my cup of tea yeah and that is that's not mundane though that's just enjoying the little things yeah exactly i think that's a very good way of putting it i but i think it does sort of take a bit of living to realize you know actually there's a lot of pleasure in very small things like going for a walk and having a cup of tea yeah and just being calm or watching your favorite tv show or whatever it is that you want to do yeah and i think 
I think I don't know if it is to do with social media. I, I mean, I, I don't. This isn't a new thing because I certainly know plenty of people in my age or when I was younger. But this need to be continuously stimulated, mm-hmm. and I don't mean sexually. I just mean your mind. Like mm-hmm. my kids will go to the loo and they have to the toilet for mm-hmm. everyone else. They have to or they have a shower or they go and make a piece of toast or anything they have to be stimulated they have to like listen to something yeah and i'm telling you this because you're listening to our podcast but no but it's true and i think that that also feeds into like this desire to make life kind of like so exciting it's like a movie and so i think people can get addicted to stuff like sex and stuff like yeah of affairs course and whatever they can because they're it takes them away from their life do you know mm-hmm. a bit like i find i watch I like watching dramas. I watch a lot of British TV, as you know, mm-hmm. and I watch it at the very end of the day when my brain is completely, that's it. I got nothing left. The yeah, tank. because that's beautiful. That's a beautiful time of day where you literally just kind of doze off into this world that's not your own. Exactly. Yeah. It could be anything. It's just not your life. Absolutely. And so you're going into another life. So even if you're... Even if we're talking about addicted to excitement, as it's the same thing, isn't it? You're just going into something else. And I think the danger here is it can be, you can really get very high on the excitement. Yeah. And you and there's no balance. It's like anything, like any kind of obsession, whether that's sexual or anything. Yeah. If it starts to overtake the Monday, like overtake you, like you think about that more than you think about everything else then you're getting into really a sort of worrying Well, people thing. just people just need, they need to be excited about something. They need to be looking forward to something all the time, which yes. makes sense. Like I, when in the dead of winter, mm-hmm. obviously in Canada, this yeah. is what we're dealing with, right? Like in the dead of winter, I need to have a trip or something, mm-hmm. a party, something going on that brings me to this thing of like, okay, it's okay. We're dealing with this shit right now. Yeah. But soon... It's going to be better. We're looking forward to this thing. And I think a lot of people can't, they sometimes can't see out of this way. I think so. And then the other problem is that you get so focused on the thing that's coming that you wish your life away. You wish time away. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I know a lot of people who look forward to trips all the time. And especially, you know, I mean, I'm not, I don't work for, I have a corporate job. I work for myself. And so it's very different how you structure your time. Yeah. But especially if you're in a corporate job or, you know, you're just something where you're like, I don't have that much control over my time. And you're always wishing, oh, I can't wait till I go on that trip to Mexico or yeah. whatever. Then you're not living in the moment. That's true, too. And that's, that's a very good point. Can get quite problematic. Fuck, it's hard to live in the moment. I was doing a workout this morning mm-hmm. and it was incredible. And it's just like like this instructor it was like a pilates class but like the room is all dark and right. it's really it's your it's kind of sexy in there mm-hmm. and you can't see anyone else pretty much you're just focusing on yourself but obviously your mind is wandering it's like a meditation mm-hmm. sort of yeah, so like yeah. and you know the teacher's obviously like just literally the outside world is the outside world mm-hmm. you are here right now yeah. and it's so important to do that for ourselves throughout the day and not have yeah. to worry about what's going on at 2 p.m. on Thursday because you have to do a million other things. It's like, mm-hmm. well, there's a task at hand right now. Mm-hmm. Whether it's more important or not, obviously strategizing your time correctly <laughs> would help. But there is a, you know, you could be dead tomorrow. Yep. In a very... <laughs> well, no, but like it brings it brings up this thing of like that you have to start. It's, it's really, it's obviously easier said than done. But like there's a thing about living 
in your moment oh, yeah. for yourself. I, I I do think that's very true. It's something I've had to learn. I'm not tremendous. I innately want to multitask. I want to do like 50 yeah, million I'm the same way. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think as women... We think we're really good at it. We're definitely better at men, a bit better at men, better than men at it. Like mm-hmm. I'll find like if somebody calls my husband, that's all he can do. Yeah. He can be on the phone. He can't be calling somebody, making dinner. No, Jeff cannot multitask and I make fun of him all the time for and it. And I could easily do that. Yeah. Because you have to, especially, yeah. you know, in a family with children and stuff, you're talking to somebody, you're cleaning the floor, you're sort of doing something else, you're making a sandwich for your kid, whatever you're doing. You're doing like four different things at once. However, it does mean that the t- the main task I think does suffer because mm-hmm. your brain isn't really structured. I mean, yeah. I don't know enough about the science behind this, but you really need to, you're absolutely right, focus on the thing that's happening and, and worry about that and yeah. do that well. So let's say, you know, you're at work or like you're talking about your yoga class mm-hmm. or Pilates class, just be there. Yeah. And I actually, that's one thing I find really hard about yoga. And 100%. When they tell you, well, probably yoga more. I don't know. I haven't done it for so long. They tell you to close your eyes. I can't do it. I'm it's like, really hard. I don't want to close it's my one eyes. of the hardest things about the class is literally just letting go of yourself yeah. and being a part of whatever's happening around you. Yeah. It's almost impossible. It's and to not difficult. allow thoughts to just come in your head about what you're doing after this. Very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that personally, my personality, I find that very, very tricky. Mm-hmm. And I have to learn how to do it. And I have to learn. I'm doing this now. Like you said, stop worrying about what's happening you know, this afternoon or whether you have another 50 million things to do. Or if you're with your kids, you're with your kids, that's it. Or if you're working, you're working. If you're with your partner, you're with your partner. But some things you actually sort of have to train yourself to do. A hundred percent. And it's obviously not easy. We're not perfect at this. That's not why we're talking about this. It's insane how difficult just being in a moment is. Yeah, it's difficult. And I think that's why people can get quite addicted to the thrills, to the highs. Yeah, exactly. Because again, it's like this thing about life is in order to succeed, and I've learned this certainly the hard way, to succeed you have to fail without doubt. Mm-hmm. You will have failures in your life, whether they're personal, professional, whatever they are, and however you see them, you have to kind of go, okay, I just, you know, that was that, and you just move on. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard. And your professional and your personal life. But in order to sort of have the real highs in your life, you kind of have to know where the lows are. Yeah. When you're in the low, that's quite difficult to kind of get your head around that. But I think that's the same thing with the idea of excitement or around sex or around the sort of mundane mundane monotony of life. Mm. That people who seek, and I've seen this myself with friends or acquaintances who've sought affairs out. So they're living in the thrill of the moment. Yeah of that affair, the excitement, so exciting. And then we'll just worry about all the shit and all the crap and everything else that's going to bring afterwards. But in the moment, this is taking me away from the stuff I'm running away from that I really can't deal with. And there are lots of problems with that, aren't there? There's lots of like issues with that. Yeah. Like, well, kind of. I mean, we all have our, we all have our small addictions, right? Like an affair is a, an affair, if you're addicted to your affair or that kind of excitement, obviously that's sort of much larger issue on some other scale. And I think Mm. a lot more people have been dealing with this than we realize. Um, But I mean, like I, (laughs) apologetically, like I smoke once in a while Mm -hmm. because it's delicious and I'm not endorsing it at all. It's disgusting. But like, there are these just times mm. where you just need this tiny bit, this thrill yeah. of death. 
<laughs> and it's weird that I keep talking about in a way of like it, you know, it brings you right back down to earth. Brings you to the edge. It brings something. you to the edge and then it's done, it's over, and you move on with your life. And that's kind of obviously that's a very small thing that, Is that the way you see it, the thrill I, of death. It's it's just a thrill, thrill. because I do find Thrilling. I do find that not that I'm a safe person in any means, but I do um you know, I live my life in a not very dangerous way. Mm. And so these small things that keep us kind of into reality, mm. it's exciting. Whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah, but I mean, that's why people drink. Oh, sorry. That's why people drink as well. Well, I fucking love drinking too. Is that um, a problem? <laughs> it, it, well, according to the Canadian government, it is. Oh, Jesus It takes Christ. the edge off the day, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Even, and I personally, the older I get, I don't need 100 drinks. But even just no. one drink, it's amazing how it's like, ugh. Well, just there's an uh, there's an appreciation with these small addictions that we have. Yeah, I'm addicted to tea. Yes, you are. But I I love that about you, and it's adorable. And the way you make me tea makes me feel special. Oh, does it? It's like someone sharing their favorite glass of wine with me. But I'm actually doing good things for your health because supposedly it's good for your heart or something or something. (laughs) Sure, whatever you say. Yeah, it's something good about. That's why English people live so long. That's why the Queen lived till a hundred and whatever. Chinese drink a lot of tea, and they live very long lives. Right. The Indians live very long lives. They drink tea. That's perfect. So there you go. I'm selling you a good thing. But I can't not drink it. And I've tried. I get a massive he- he- right. headache. Head over? Head over. That's- <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. No, I get a huge headache. Right. I, I've tried to do like these detox things as women have tried. We've all tried all these ridiculous yeah, things in our life. And I tried it and I lasted until 11 o'clock in the morning. And I felt like there was an elephant sitting on my head. Oh my God. So I thought, fuck that for a lump of cheese. I'm going to just carry on drinking tea. Yeah, I think addictions are great if they're not controlling your life but i guess 100%. that's what an addiction that's is. addiction obsession know. and then addicted as we're going to be talking about as we're going to be talking about uh one of our listeners that shared with us yes addicted to excitement to mm-hmm. the thrill to the chase and the affair to cheating eh, that's another whole thing isn't it it is I well mean, let's get into it hey that's dangerous <laughs> Sharing My Truth Pod is so excited to partner with Vibrator.com, where the A in Vibrator is the number eight. This is an extremely exclusive code where no other podcast has it. If you go to Vibrator.com right now, use the code MS15, that's MS15 at Vibrator.com, you can now get 15% off anything in store. That's any sex toys for you, your partner, your neighbor. We don't judge. We don't care. Get it now. Go to the link in our bio, put in the code, and get jiggy with it. Our listener, I'm so excited to hear her story because I think most people than we think, more people than we think, are dealing with affairs and cheating. Oh my God. And obviously we talked about this on our other episode of trust and cheating and open relationships. It's super common. People just need, hopefully, to figure out their own wants and needs and what this is. Yeah. I mean, it's a really tricky thing, yeah. affairs. I, you know, somebody's been married a long time. I do get it that, and there's, there's a lot of people who are going to say to me, you know, monogamy is not the natural state of things and biologically program, we're programmed to blah, 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 to spread our whatever. Seed? Yeah, if you want to call it seed. Um, <clears throat> and I guess there's an element of truth in that. Yeah. But if, if you want to have a meaningful relationship with somebody and love some one person... Those two things don't go together. Mm-hmm. And there are, and one thing I would, before I read this out, like to say about affairs is that 
There are a million. People are super judgmental yeah. about when people do that. We have to remember we are all human. And yeah. there are a billion, a bajillion, as I like to say, reasons for affairs. They can be, you know, they can they can be, you know, very selfish that you're just really interested in getting your jollies, you know, get it's a sexual thing. Yeah. For whatever reason, what's happening in your in your life, in your regular life is not enough. Yeah. And you're lying, you're cheating, and that's a whole different thing. Yeah. It could be all sorts of things, something very traumatic, dramatic's happened in your life, death, a change, some big change, and often people can be led into affairs because a little bit like what we said before, it's about distraction, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's well, about sometimes from your reality. In another case, I mean, like sometimes being selfish is maybe not the worst thing. Well, no, I mean, it's it's your life. It's just right. Me, I always go back to the thing like, who are you hurting? Yeah, and you know. As but who are you, are you hurting yourself by not? Oh, I agree. I agree with that. But I think trust is a massive thing. Yeah. And once trust gone is gone in a relationship, mm -hmm. it's a really big problem. Yeah. And when people lie, when they've had affairs or they've cheated and then they lie or they're caught out. Yeah. It's sort of the latest trend now that because we have social media, whoever they're having an affair with, it's much easier to contact whoever you're having yeah. an affair with. If, if, um, if you're caught out and you don't tell the truth, then you really are you know, going yeah. down another whole thing. But so I'm going to tell you, it's not very long what this listener shared with us. She's a 46-year-old woman. She's been married for 26 years, so that's a long time. How many years? 20 26. So wow, yeah, that's my entire lifetime. That's, that's a whole of you. Wow. I know. That's, that's a, crazy. That's a lot of marriage. That's a lot. So that's an issue. Her kids are grown and her husband works a lot and away for work a lot. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this a lot where it, it's a problem. Because you, you know, if you're not not happy but not unhappy, then there's a lot of hours in the day to fill, even if you are working. If you're well, yeah, I mean, if the guy, if your man is out and you need sexual release and masturbation isn't cutting it, well, yeah, something's gotta well, something's gotta give, yeah, exactly. right? So a year ago, she started an affair with a man I used to work with. I love my husband, but I've become addicted to the physical side with this man. I. Hate lying to my husband, but I feel very trapped. Yeah. And she's asked us, you know, what do you think? Whoa. Mm, heavy, huh? Very, very trapped. <clears throat> I mean, it's tough because is she feeling trapped because she wants to get out of the marriage or she's feeling trapped because she wants to tell her husband or she's feeling trapped because I think from she what wants, she said, yeah. the feeling trapped is that she still loves her husband, which I think is the big misconception because somebody has an affair. Mm -hmm. They it can often actually just be physical. Of course. It's not about love. When we go into the realm of loving somebody else and cheating with that's yeah. a whole different thing. And I could sit here for hours and talk about that. But she's gone she's been with somebody else because physically they gel very well. Yeah. And she's getting physical pleasure, but she still loves her husband. Yeah. So she's trapped by what do I do? I love I'm addicted to the thrill the pleasure, the excitement of this other man. And that's what he gives me. Yeah. But I love my husband. I've been with him for a very long time. I, um, I'm saying I, but this isn't me. Yeah. But <laughs> I haven't been married for 26 years either. But <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I love my husband. I love, the, I love our relationship. I love the person. So what do you do? So I, I, this is very complicated. I don't think this is easy. And I, no. and I have to tell you that, um, I have to tell the listener that, 
this is not going down in a particularly fabulous route. Well, Mel is a very monogamous person, obviously. I am. I think I'm an innately monogamous person. Mm -hmm. I don't... Is that possible? Is that a thing? Well, I actually believe that there are two kinds of people. Interesting. And monogamy, Mm -hmm. monogamous, and for whatever reason, that's the way you are. Whether it is, you know, from your childhood, that's what you need in your life. Right. And then there's the other side where it's you're more you're more open about your relationships you want to kind of you don't not that you don't care as much yeah about that kind of one relationship but there's this belief that there might be more out there and that belief doesn't go away yeah oh so this is where i would i would ask you a question yeah (laughs) do you think that it's because you're actually there are two different people yeah yeah. do you think it's because you feel that way because the person you're with isn't checking all the boxes. No, I actually believe that there's okay. two different, like, because people, I don't believe that one person can check all your boxes. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I understand what you mean. I, th- I think that's a, a sort of a huge thing to say somebody yeah. checks all your boxes. I don't think they do because at the end of the day, I don't check, you don't check somebody else's boxes. You yeah. Have, you have great you things You have to fill your own life. And you have flaws. And you have to, if you're with somebody, you're with them for the the more pros and the cons, as it were. Mm -hmm. I know lots of people are actually with people where there are way more cons and pros. But, of course, we're human beings. We're not robots. We're not programs. Of course, we have things that the other person doesn't like. And if they could actually pick you off a menu, they'd take those things out. Yeah. I I think that's fair. But that's I don't think that's what I mean. I think I check the boxes. You mean emotionally, physically financially whatever you want to call all the things you want to call it you yeah mean it's very difficult to find somebody who who does all those things. i think if you have more pros and cons obviously it's gonna be an easy relationship i also think opposites attract in a lot of ways yeah. in a lot of things yeah yin, um, yin, yin, whether that's right. unfortunate or fortunate for the specific relationship whether you like mend really well in that way and yeah. you kind of fit in, fit into each other a little mm. bit better because of your opposites mm. but yeah i i i mean i just i really do think that Obviously, no one's the same, mm-hmm. but monogamy cannot be the way of everyone. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I would never say to somebody, I live this way, therefore you have to live that way. That's just completely absurd. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. I, I've found my path in life. I've found what works for me. It works for me, and it's completely personal. And I'd say that in any in, in, a, in, a, in a, what I'm about to say about the yeah. listener, is that's from my perspective, from my point of view, from what I've lived through, from what I've seen. And I would say the problem with these situations, when you're having an affair, we're talking about affairs, because you are addicted to the thrill, and it can literally be, it's so exciting, we meet every Wednesday in a hotel or whatever, mm-hmm. You're even the, the very point of like being caught out is the excitement. So that's why often people, the affairs don't last, is because they think it's about the person, and of course they're, they're sexually attracted, they're attracted to the person, but it's the thrill, the thrill of 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 being caught, the thrill there's so many parts of that, right? Yeah. That are exciting. Yeah. The fact that you have to have this special time that nobody knows about. There are all different things about that. And you are a human being, and I think most human beings want exciting and things to happen. The problem is when that then hurts the person. Mm-hmm. And if you are in a marriage with somebody and you've been with somebody that long. And there is probably a problem in the physical side of your relationship if you are, and I'm not telling you that every relationship, even if it's been 
a long time is always perfect physically. That's a big subject. Mm-hmm. But if there is an issue in the sense that you need to seek sex outside of your marriage, yeah, you really probably should have had a conversation with that before. And if you've been yeah. married for that long, and I only say that from my perspective, from having been married for a very long time, if you don't talk about things, yeah, the longer you leave it, the fucking harder it is. Yeah, the longer it goes. It's like almost impossible to bring things, stuff up because yeah. then they'll be like, well, why didn't you tell me earlier? 100%. And then you go down this whole thing. So I can understand that that's possible. You know, life drags you down a path. And if her husband works away and she works, you know, like, you know, she, she works different hours or whatever it is, I understand that. There are actually things you can't change in your life. Yeah. However, she's now got into a situation where she can really hurt her husband mm-hmm. and possibly destroy her marriage. Maybe he's having an affair too. That is possible. <laughs> that is possible. And I, 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 I mean, I'm not even sure. And then people will say, well, you have to tell. You have to tell. Well, I... Or can you just stop the affair and never tell him? Well, that's going to eat you up. I mean, I that's know. clear. If she's, she's saying she's trapped... It's gonna eat her up. Yeah, I want to so, know why. Like, I wish she would. Um, I wish she would kind of explain because I feel like there's a lot of things in this that could make a person feel trapped. Obviously, mm-hmm. what is it specifically that is the core of the trap? Is it literally you feel trapped in this marriage and you don't want to mm-hmm. be in this marriage and you want a way out? Was it the trapped in the feeling? Exactly. Bad? I think from the way she's written that, I yeah. would, and that was a big assumption. But I was assume she's she's saying she's trapped in the feeling in the feeling of it of how. I love this thing, but I love this other person. Oh, what so do hard. I do? And then you go round and round and round in circles. And then there is the argument that sort of being truthful and saying the saying the truthful thing to your husband. That is going to break your fucking heart is probably the worst thing ever. It's never oh happened my. to me, but I can't even imagine that's like really awful. upsetting. Yeah. So, awful. I mean, it's it's Sorry. a very, it's a very, very hard. This is incredibly difficult. And this person has to make their own decision about they really what do. they're doing. And they have to think about... Because, I mean, there is an issue of, personally, I couldn't live with it. I couldn't mm-hmm. live with having done that. And every day looking at my husband and not him not knowing. Yeah. That's just probably the person I am. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's selfish about me. I don't know. Um, but I think she, yeah, she has to weigh this all up. And she really has to think about whether this is worth it. Yeah. Because the longer she goes down the road with the other man, maybe the other man's falling in love with her. And oh my God, the whole thing's just going to be a massive shitstorm. Yeah. The answer is, the simple thing I, I would say about this is that, like I know I've said this many times, but we are human. We are not infallible. We make mistakes all the time. We fail. We pick ourselves up. We move on. In life, you have to learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. If you make a mistake... The worst thing you can possibly do is repeat it. You gotta like yeah. realize that was bad and do something different next time. In this situation, she really has to ask herself, look really hard in the mirror, ask herself some serious questions. What is it that I want? Is it the sexual side? Is it do I really love my husband? She really has to ask herself. That would be my piece of advice. I can't tell you what to do. Yeah, for and of course. I really not. think that's wrong for anybody to tell you what to do. But you have to look at yourself really hard. And I know that's sort of like, what does that mean? That means warts and all, the bad and the good. Yeah. What is it that you want? And remember, if you're going to destroy your marriage, that has all sorts of ramifications. And if you're going to lie, so you're going to end this affair with this man, never tell your husband, that also has ramifications. Mm -hmm. Because when you live with a lie, 
It changes your behavior. Yeah. And then that has an, it's like, it's sort of like a dominoes. You know, when you see those, those domino things going like a card thing, right? It's, it's, a, yeah. it literally goes around the thing. So, <clears throat> um, I, it's a very tricky situation. Well, I would say, you know, this woman is not the first person to cheat and of she's not. definitely got going to be the last. And, you know, this kind of thing literally happens so often way more often than we think i think a lot of these people like a lot of our i swear like you know our friends people we know like are are having these complications in their lives and i think talking to someone you trust about it mm. um someone who doesn't maybe know your husband or someone who you, you would trust that to not tell him or anything like that yes. would help a lot issue. yeah because i mean <clears throat> you know, we don't know the situation fully, obviously, at all, yeah. just from a little snippet. So to have someone you trust to actually speak about, to maybe get a therapist of some sort, to maybe speak about it and find out maybe that there's something from the past that has brought this behavior out. Um, and then possibly doing a, I mean, he's away all the time. That's fucking annoying. I understand yeah. that. Very, very difficult. Um, that's I super difficult. That. Yeah. And then, but like to get into relationship counseling because- to have a mediator mm -hmm. speaking about it and if you wanted to tell him if that's the choice that you wanted to make to to be able to have someone there who can calm the situation yeah. or deal with it in a logical <clears throat> way and not just an emotional way yeah for sure i mean i think the sort of first step i would say is please you know go away if you can have some time to yourself sounds like you you unfortunately that's the crux of the problem you do have time to yourself but look at yourself. Think really hard what it is that you that you want and that you're going forward, mm -hmm. and then sort of work back from there. Yeah. So if it is that you want to salvage your relationship with your husband and he has no clue, so telling this is, is going to be very destructive. You then have to think, how am I going to do this? Yeah. I mean, because even if you go back, let's say you don't have this relationship with this man anymore, and you don't have the thrill and the excitement then you've got to go back to your husband and the original problem's still there. Mm -hmm. So you've got to think about that. Yeah, I mean, if you <clears throat> cut this person off, mm -hmm. which might be something to do, obviously, and just, just figuring it out for yourself, mm -hmm. which I think is what you're saying anyways, of just like, is, the, is it the person that I'm addicted to? Is it the feeling of being away from my husband? Is exactly. it because you're in a completely exactly. different place exactly. in your life and you don't have to think about anything exactly. around you? It's exactly. a bit like a meditation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are there other things going on? Yeah. And the other thing I would say, my last thing I would say before I move on to my facts, Susie, yeah. is I I would say think very hard who you talk to. Yeah. Because and I've I don't know if you've learned this, but I've learned this from bitter experience. You can speak to friends who are your oldest friends, and you think I'm going to share with them. Then you put them in a very difficult situation, particularly if they know your husband, because then they're like, "Oh my god, do I?" And then they're going to have this whole agonizing thing whether they should tell the husband. Mm -hmm. So think very hard about that. Yeah, and think also you want to talk to somebody, and and you're talking about counseling. Is that the next step? I don't know, but talk to somebody initially who isn't going to judge you, who's yeah. going to listen, but they're going to hear what you're saying. That yes, you've made a mistake. Yes, having an affair and cheating and so on is not great, but you're a human being. You're not the devil incarnate. You Definitely made not. a mistake, and you to you need to move forward. You have to find a way to yeah. to move forward with this. So somebody's not going to judge you, yeah. and somebody's not going to tell your husband. So that yeah. then you can maybe listen to that person. Maybe 
if you if you're able to tell a few people so you can get a few different perspectives and really think about this yeah but then there is the the the, the big thing is you do not want your husband to find out no and i mean but i wouldn't really call it even a mistake per se because it you know if it brings you closer to knowing yourself yeah then you know everything in my beliefs everything happens for a reason yeah. in one way or another everything mean. brings sure. something happens Sure. And it brings you closer to sure. hopefully knowing who you are fully. But obviously, these things are super fucking shitty <laughs> well, for yeah, what we have to deal especially with. Especially if you're the person and the receiving end. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, it's awful if you've yeah. been cheated on. It's awful. And I think the other thing I would say is whatever you're going to do, whatever you're going to is really be kind. Mm -hmm. Think about how this is huge. Yeah. This is big. This is really painful. This could take a very long time to recover from. You may not recover from. Yeah. The other person may not recover from. Right. So as best as you can, it's a mistake in the sense that you've married somebody and you're not supposed to cheat on them. And that it's yeah, a if mistake you haven't discussed that. Yeah. yeah. So I there's a lot to unpack. Or just ask him for an open relationship. Yes, you know that's my Susie. favorite advice, Mel. Yes. I know it's I know it's your it's 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 your advice. I'm not a hundred. Always ask sure. for a fucking open relationship. If they want it, they want it and you can do it. And you don't have to have any guilt. <coughs> and what if they don't? Then we have to talk about that a little deeper with our therapist. Okay. <laughs> One thing to actually think about in terms of facts and in terms of this particular woman who's 46. Mm-hmm. Is I think we underestimate how as women get older, their sex drive can go up mm -hmm. and their partner's sex drive can go down. Right. And that is something I have no idea why we're really only talking about it now. I mean, let's face it, we're only really talking about the menopause in the last five years. Before yeah. that was this sort of thing shrouded in shame and some kind of weird shit happens to you when you have your menopause and that's it, your life's over and you shrivel up to a prune. Right. This is actually not fun. <laughs> and statistically, uh, women, so women between the ages of 31 to 45 have the strongest sex drive compared with other ages. So she's, I suppose she's 46. So she's a bit older than that. But I think the point is the physical and mental changes that occur in women's 40s through to 60s are some of the greatest changes of experience. And and, th and this particular article says there isn't enough conversation surrounding that. But the point is, is that in some people, their sex drive can decline. Some can just go through the roof. Right. And especially for women, the older you get you're much more in touch with. You've been through a long friggin' journey. Yeah. And you're much more in touch with your body. You're much more in touch with what works. And sometimes, actually, you find the whole thing a lot easier. Well, here's the thing. Whereas if men, you're, not if, so much. If your husband that you're with mm -hmm. right now cannot find your fucking clit or cannot make you come, like, you gotta find something else. Well, you've got to talk to the man, yeah, Susie. Yeah, I know. But if you're you can't for, uh, be married for 26 years. Yeah. And I do say this with no judgment because I communicate with my husband a lot. But that has in itself taken a while. Mm -hmm. we, we've, we talk a lot, we communicate. But I understand that that isn't easy. But you, you've got to talk. So the moral of this story is sharing. <laughs> isn't it, Susie? It absolutely goddamn is, Mel. So if, and I feel, I do feel for this person. Yeah. Because although I don't condone cheating. No, we know that, Mel. In a situation You're where. You're a very good person. I'm a very good person. Where you, you don't know this is happening. You haven't mm -hmm. talked about this. That's the problem. It's always a problem. If you are not truthful, 
If you don't talk to your partner, yeah. bad shit happens. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree with that. You have to communicate mm. with a person that you're sharing your life with. But I do caveat with saying, I understand that's very difficult. It's very, very difficult. And <clears throat> just sort of end my sort of um, babbling on about this is that if, for example, this listener is with her partner and perhaps she has communicated with him that the physical side of their life is not, mm-hmm. you know, enough or whatever. We don't know because she hasn't told us all the details. Yeah. Or she's tried to have conversations millions of times and her husband isn't receptive. I'm so sympathetic to the fact that's a really hard position to be in. But I'm afraid you if you want if you're in this marriage and you want to stay in it, you gotta keep chipping away at the, you know, the ice block, as it were. You've got to keep trying. Yeah. And or just like no but seriously like if someone if you're if you're finding out at the end of this this person actually doesn't make you happy and this was just a gateway drug if you will this Mm -hmm. addiction of this man Mm. to something divorce in itself i'm not saying it's easy i'm not saying you should think it's such a huge thing and when you get to my age or this one's a bit younger than me your life is so intertwined yeah so intertwined financially but if you're not happy if you're not happy get out i agree however it can be a huge thing to overcome so the moral of this is we're telling we don't give advice by the way do not (laughs) (laughs) i don't think it's right we can't give advice but we are saying yeah please do a lot of introspection, I think, is what I would say. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And then let us know how it happens. I would like to know <gasps> what... Maybe what at the end of this, you, you get a threesome out of the two, and it's really good. We well, see Susie always sees the bright side. I always it. try you to do. see the bright side of things. You, see, you know, husband, yeah, well, okay. Husband number one and husband number two. Yeah, little, you could be like... Little poly family. Exactly. Just the opposite way. Because it's norm Exactly. <laughs> It's always men who have all these wives. Right? It's not fair. Let's go, ladies. Yeah. Anyway. Let's get ours. So, no. All right. Anyways, thank you so much, Mel. This is absolutely fabulous as always. As always, As darling. always, my little thank darling. Thank you very much to our listener for sending and sharing that because that is takes a huge amount of courage. Yes. And please, everyone else, please carry on doing it. It's been amazing. Lots of people have been sharing. Yeah. You've got some crazy-ass, bitch-ass stories that we're reading. It's amazing. Exactly what she said. <laughs> Go to our homepage and share in any way that's that's easy for you. Voicemail, DM, email, and we love to read them. Yeah, and it's always anonymous. We're never, ever, ever. You can trust us. And we will get back to you as well, and we will let you know when we're uh, putting it in an episode or when we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, and if it's obviously okay that we put this in an episode. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Okay, we'll love you guys so much. We Definitely. will talk to you next week. We Don't forget to follow the socials. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review this podcast and follow us on social at Sharing My Truth Pod and leave us a voicemail on our website, sharingmytruth.com, to share your stories and experiences with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. 